Let's rock it. Let's rock it. I'm excited for this. JT Barnett is back on the show. Yes, I am. The first round, too. This is exciting. You know, it's needed. It's absolutely needed. It is needed. You and I needed to fire off needed. again. Yeah, the first time. Actually, the first time we talked was literally the first time we met. Uh, so we, we, you know, we've developed a, a, a fun co- collaborative friendship and uh, know a lot more about what each other are doing. And it would just be fun to go um, a little more in depth to your world as a as a business owner, as a creator. Talk more about how you're positioning yourself in the creator economy. I, I feel like you're, you're the plug of the creator economy. I, I think everyone is somehow connected to JT Barnett in some way. And um, so I would love to go deeper. I, I want to kick this off with cool. a really simple question. If you're at a barbecue and someone comes up to you and they say, yo, JT Barnett, what do you do? What do you do? How do you answer that in a way that you want to give the answer? This isn't a brush off answer. This is the, this is the answer you want to have the conversation about. This is legitimately what I say. What I say. I, the answer that I give to everybody is I'm a TikToker who <laughs> teaches TikTok. <laughs> I literally tell them I'm a TikToker who teaches TikTok because I think that, well, let me tell you why. Because I think that a lot of people, when they ask like, so what do you do? Like the, if you give them like the real technical answer, a lot of the times it's just kind of like whatever anyways, it's like surface level. Yep. But if you say I'm a TikToker, like an- immediately they're either like, all right, that's not a real fucking job. So I'm done <laughs> having this combo. Or, or they're like, dude, tell me more. So yep. when I tell them I'm a TikToker who teaches TikTok, um, Sometimes I say I run a TikTok agency, but to be honest, and we'll talk about this more, I don't really think that I'm an agency. I don't look at what I'm doing as an agency. I think I'm almost anti-agency. And so I, it, the way that I would put it is just, I teach TikTok uh, and I try to be a, a creator myself. Dude. That's a great way to kick off this this episode. Uh, all right, cool. Dude, you know what's so? I, I, wait, wait. Before you keep going, you know what's so funny? We were when we were. I was in Hawaii with a bunch of friends, and we were sitting at a table, and we were like, "How?" And all my friends that that work in like social media or whatever, we were like, "What are our kids gonna tell their friends at school that their parents do for work?" Like, you know how kids they look up, they look at their parents, and they're like, "I don't even. I didn't even know how to describe what my dad did or my mom did when I was a kid to, to my friends." Yeah, I'm just like, "Oh, my dad works in sports." Da, 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 da. But I, we were talking about like if you had kids right now and they were with their friends, what would they? How would they describe what you do? And I literally was like, "My child would say to his friend, my dad is a TikTok teacher." <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, "That is so ridiculous." Dude, my so dad's a TikTok teacher and like, dope at the same time. It's so dope. It's hilarious. Yo, I, I, I've joked about the same thing. I talk, I talk about too, like um, uh, on, br- on like bring your parent to school day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to tell my kid my rate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you tell your teacher what my hourly is. <laughs> Yo, totally. My dad's totally. only coming in for a, for a rack. <laughs> Dude, it's probably like though. Think about par- our our parents when we were growing up. Like with the internet, like it probably was just the same, the same type of crazy of like, oh yeah, I work on the internet. Yeah. Just like, that's not a real thing. Like, what, what, what do you mean? What are you, you doing? Do that like, on the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You browse the internet for, and you get paid. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I, I, I'm going to do an experiment here. I've never read a brand read live in an interview. And, and the reason being is, um, well, not the reason being, it's it just, uh, the reason I want to try it now is because the thing that holds me up in these podcasts and putting them out is like the editing process of it. 
you know, I have to go in, I got to re-record, got to do the brand, redo the intro. And what I'm, I'm going to start experimenting, yeah, no, no. and I think you're the perfect person to experiment with this, is just doing it like off the top. R- run through the whole sure. podcast and send it. So th- this is the word from our sponsor. And Barstool, Barstool Sports does this. They do this live in there. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to start doing it with Barstool. It works oh, for yeah. them. Why don't, why don't we do it? So you know this sponsor too. Uh, something we talk about a lot on this podcast is, oh, yeah, actually, wait, take a bet. Do you think I can do this in one take? <laughs> Full thing? Yeah, yeah. I, think you, I think you got it. All I right. think you can do it in one take. All right, cool. All right, here's the sponsor. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is monetizing your content as a storyteller. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Lumano. This is the platform that I use that makes working with brands and getting paid easier so I can focus my to- time doing what do I what do I en- Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> so keep I can going, keep going. You're, you're, you're good. So I can focus my time doing what I enjoy the most, creating content and connecting with you. You've heard me talk a lot about how we need to stop looking at at brands as one-off transactions, but rather seek to build relationships with them. The way you build a relationship is through effective communication, and Lumano has a collabs feature that simplifies the communication process with the brand you are working with. So imagine having email, Google Docs, Dropbox, and payments all in one place. So when it comes to expectations, deliverables, and timing, you can literally stay on the same page with the brand you are working with. Also, you can request and receive your payment from brand partners for no extra fees. So when you request your hard-earned brand through Lumanu, an invoice is generated, sent right to your client's inbox, and they're able to pay you with the click of a button. So stop using PayPal to send your invoices unless you're selling your used Air Force Ones to your neighbor. <laughs> and start treating your creator business like a professional and price what you deserve at Lumanu.com. That's the brand read. I, I, I had, I had Dude, one little flaw. That was amazing. No, no, no. That was amazing. And like the, uh, I actually love the way I, I think, I think forever, forever you do it in the middle of the, the episode because, um, you know, like when you're a creator and you work for a company and then you send them an invoice and then they don't get back to you for, you know, 90 days and you're stuck like, Oh, I already did my, I did my part. Where's the rest of it. And then a company like Lumanu is able to jump in and be like, yo, we're going to pay you up front and then we'll go get that money and then we'll go get that money ourselves. So then you're paid, you know, that's a very impactful thing. And so thank you very much, Lumanu, for sponsoring this. Episode. Oh, my man, doubling down on him. We might- you got to do That's You got to just have the combo and filter it in exactly. there. And then it's just natural. Exactly. Because it is, it is an impactful thing. Yeah. And I think, too, like, I think it'd be fun, too, for me to, like, kind of make it a challenge each time, like, ask the guest, yo, do you think I'll be able to, like, kind of make it a thing where people will want to listen to it. This is very meta. We're talking about very creator things, like brand integrations, yeah. about a brand integration being paid in a brand integration. Uh, and and uh, so, awesome. Cool. This is a great way to kick it off. I want to discuss a couple things, a couple main things here. Your, your business, where it's at now, the systems that you have as a creator, and influencer vocab. And I'm sure we'll weave around a bunch of topics from there. But give us, a, give us an idea, a snapshot of what – like, you know, you have this incredible social media presence. What is your business on the back end? What does that look like right now? And let's peel back some of the layers with, with how you uh, are this uh, anti-TikTok agency. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm excited to talk about this with you because you're somebody who understands it and, like, does it as well. And, um, I, my long-term thing is still to, for me to be a creator myself. And that's what I want. Like my, that's like my, the real passion that I have, but what I've started doing 
and now it's been a full year since I've started doing this and now it's like really starting to build momentum and have some real success with it. But what I do is I actually teach the brands in-house how to do TikTok. So I do strategy for them. I technically would be an agency in the sense that it's somebody that you pay to either teach or manage or run something that is not within your actual company. But I don't manage content. I don't produce content. I don't film, edit, post. I'm not replying to comments. I don't do any of that stuff. All I do is oversee from a high level, teach the company's new strategies, and whoever in the company is the person that's going to be filming it, I'm essentially like their coach, teaching them how to do it on the company's behalf. That's the first bit. Yep. That And that, that was like really what got me into it. And I started taking on clients with that. They started like really popping off. And from there, it was like, whoa, this is like, this is something that is actually really impactful to companies. I thought it was just going to be something I could get people a million views and that was going to be great. But it's like, I'm getting people to sell out of all of their inventory from one TikTok. That's not a joke. People will pay for that. I need to start doing this. So I started doing it. And lo and behold, people will definitely pay for it. Then the second thing from that is because I'm teaching people how to do TikTok, a lot of the companies are inherently like, hey, you know, we want to go hard into this, but we don't have the time to actually film these TikToks. Could you find us a TikToker like, and have them us hire them? And so then I started going to my own audience and being like, yo... If you're out there and you would want to create TikToks for companies, all of my brand friends in LA are looking for people like you. They'll pay you. They'll pay you a salary. It'll be like three, four, five thousand dollars a month. You'll work full time making TikToks. You will literally be a living TikToker for your job, and that'll be your income. And you could do whatever you want on the side too. But like, you'll get paid three, four, five thousand dollars a month to make TikToks for a company that you'll actually enjoy working for. And if you have any interest in doing this, go sign up with a link in my bio. And so through that, now in the matter of legitimately, in the matter of seven months, now I've built up a very thorough database of close to five, 6,000 creators that are all looking to be the like face of a brand. Granted, some of them have joined because they just want to like make sad money and they're not actually interested in it, but like some real legit people. And so now that's what I do is I'll actually pair the creator with the company. Now, how did I got so them. many questions from that? How did you build that database? Is that literally TikTok? the database? TikTok is 100%. TikTok is the most powerful platform that has ever come around. It is, it is so much more of an under, like, you know, that, you know, that image of like, um, where it's the analogy of what people think success looks like. And it's the little, like, um, it's the, the iceberg yeah. where you yep. see the tip of the iceberg above the thing. And then it's the massive glacier that's underneath the water. Yep. That's where I think TikTok is. The above the surface is the million views and the dances and that shit. And the below the surface is everything that I'm doing, which is building out mailing lists, databases, texting communities, pushing people to other platforms like LinkedIn, which has just been wild over the last couple of weeks for me. Um, and just like, you know, like actually selling product. Like have you seen in stores now? There's legitimate sections in stores called as seen on TikTok yeah. or, or in Barnes and Noble, there's a whole section that's called book talk. It's a, uh, it's just like way more powerful than I think people even recognize right now. I see that. And so I think that it's going to, it's just going to continue that way, which is why I'm putting all of my eggs in that basket and have been. And so, um, to answer your question, every single, every single thing that I'm building right now has been built through TikTok. Cool. So, and, and I, I would love for a brand to listening, listening to this or a creator that's listening to this, be able to understand exactly like what it is that you do so they can figure out if it makes sense for them to kind of get involved in the business or, you know, just how they can think about it too. 
even if they don't want to get involved, like how you think about it for brands so they can apply, you know, your tactics and, and thinking around it. So one, what are you looking for in talent when you're when you're hiring them? Is you know that's a this lot. A good of, question, that's a actually. lot of people to yeah. go through. How do you filter that down to the right people for the right that's brand? Why it's taking me a while. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I look at it on like a handful of different criterias, but like what the and this is why I don't think that anybody that's coming out right now and starting to do this stuff can compete with. And I'm not even a competitive person in that sense, but I don't think anybody can replicate what I'm doing because I I come from the background of being a TikTok creator myself. Whereas I think a lot of these other agencies that are jumping in the game are jumping in because Instagram is no longer converting or SEO isn't as impactful. Their ads aren't working as much. So they're seeing TikTok and they're like, we need to dive into that too. Whereas for me, this has just been something that I've come up with naturally and it's been like my passion and now I'm getting into the business side of it and now that's working out. So the things that I kind of look at in a creator that is contextual to TikTok, the first thing is, can they make good enough content? And what I mean by that is, Everybody knows the story of like a person that's gone viral on TikTok from a video that took three seconds. And everybody also knows the story of people that go super, super, super hard in their content, hire an editor, spend six hours on a video, like try and do like the cinematic shit that works on YouTube and the video completely flops. And so there's kind of like a middle ground on TikTok that's like, it just needs to be good enough for it to work on the platform. And for me, I just look at a content, uh, look at content and I'm like, if this came across my For You page... It, would I watch it and, or would I just immediately scroll past it or would I immediately know that it's bullshit? If it doesn't hit that like bullshit radar and it's not something that I would immediately scroll past, then I look at it as like, eh, it's good enough. It might not be viral in this moment, but it's good enough for it to pass. That's the first thing I look at. Yep. Um, another thing that I look at is I can go through, I can go through all let's these. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. This is <laughs> okay, thorough. Okay. Let's, let's, so I look I'm at, on it. I look at, I look at, is it, yeah. And this is for any creators that are listening that are like, oh, I would love to be the face of a brand. This is what every brand is looking for too, yep. especially the ones when they come through me because some of them are like looking for, we want a TikToker with 700,000 followers. I'm like, no, you don't because that TikToker is the brand themselves. He's not going to care about making you. your, your little videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want your videos. Yeah. They want their own videos. Yeah, yeah. You can pay them as an influencer. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so for the smaller creators in the the like um, – the band, like the the uh, threshold for following that I'm seeing is like the sweet spot is actually somewhere in that like 10,000 to like 100K range on TikTok because it's typically creators in that range that haven't really monetized their account to the point where they're like, I am the brand and this is my thing. And they're also would be super interested in working for a company and getting that consistent income and being the face of a brand. Yep. And so the first thing like we were just talking about um, I look for good enough content. Another thing that I look for is can they create a variety of content? Meaning is all of their videos just one single style? And that style can, that style, if it's, if it's like about a single topic, but they're doing it in a different couple of varieties, that's okay. But if every single video is just done the exact same way, I'll give you an example. If they're only doing dances, you don't know if they can talk into the camera, if they can speak into something tell else, if they can film a vlog, yeah. if they can tell a story, you just don't know that. So it's, so from a surface level, if they can't, if they're not showing a variety of content, uh, it's harder to kind of say that they would be amazing for a brand. So that's another criteria. Another super, super important one is consistency, meaning are they posting uh, shit on a consistent basis? It doesn't need to be every single day. It doesn't need to be three times a day. It needs to be consistent over time. So if it's within the course of a year or two years, three years, 
Are they posting once a week, every year, every day, every week for two years? Are they staying consistent with their content and actually doing that? And then the, the last two that are, that are important, one of them is, do they have the ability to cultivate a community? By that, I don't necessarily mean have they built a massive following. It could be somebody that has 10,000 followers, but is super active in their comments. They have people that are asking them questions. They're commenting back. They're jumping in. They're giving value. Like, can they make a, are they built? Does it look like they have a community yeah. that's following them? There's energy there. That's, it doesn't feel stagnant yes. when you go it's to It's not page. just a hundred percent because you, we get people that submit that are a million plus followers. And then you go to their comments and there's like eight comments. It's all like the spam or the bots that are trying to sell you crypto. And it's like, there's no like real <laughs> audience there. That's like really like engaged. And so for those people, it's kind of like, you know, they're the people might be following for different reasons, not less necessarily because they're listening to what you have to say. And the last thing, which is what we start with immediately when we're looking through is, are they brand safe? Like, could, would we feel good handing this person off them representing us as a company and then them representing the company as a company? Do we feel like what they, from what we've seen in their content, is this like a, an actual like re reputable person? And like, and we're very like, uh, it takes a lot for us to say like, no, there's no chance for them to be, be brand safe, but you would be surprised at what some people are posting on TikTok that it's just like, Bro, we can't. Yeah, we can't share like, you. Like the you know? song they're using, so. the text in the frame. Yeah, they, it it can get spicy. Have you ever quick. heard of like? A, <laughs> have you ever heard of devious licks? The like the the hashtag that happened. Nah. Like and it was basically like destroying schools. Oh yeah. And like people, it, when we see like that, I'm like, bro, you have a felony yeah, on your yeah. page. Like this. Yeah. We can't share you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. Get, get, so get that those are those are the criteria that we look for. Cool. Now, yeah. Um, the from from the brand side um so they come to you and and they're wanting to work with that specific creator do they, how does it work do they send products to them and it's like yo just the same way you're doing those videos in their bedroom just do it with our product now or is there like is that where you kind of come in and creative too. direct the you know how they should be creating the content um it's a, dude great questions i'm loving this because this is like really deep into like the stuff that we're doing so um, I actually look at office space. Everybody left office. Everybody's yeah. like, I'm home. I work from home now. I love working from home. I never want to go back to an office. There's a lot of companies that are still, that still have their office space. I actually look at if I were to have my own company right now and I didn't, and I had too big of a team to work from home and I didn't love, I didn't have enough space in my house to film. I actually think that an office space is the most underutilized filming studio right now because yeah. like i said in the same era of tiktok it doesn't need to be a, a great lighting it doesn't need to be anything fancy it doesn't need to have an amazing like structure it literally just needs to be shot on an iphone relatable and you know people to be able to be like oh this is authentic i vibe with them so anybody that's in an office space with their whole team it's automatically great content because yeah. the more people you fit into a frame and the more you kind of show things that are going on the more the video has a chance at success so the first thing that I have companies do is I'm like, look, this person that we're going to go find for you, do you guys have, are you, you guys have headquarters anywhere? Are you guys in LA? Are you guys in Florida? Are you guys in New York? Yep. Where are you guys based out of? And if there's a headquarters, can we try and find somebody that can be around that headquarters? Cause I really think that they should come in periodically or every day or whatever you guys want and film around the team. Go look at Duolingo on TikTok. Like their shit is all in the office. Uh, there's a handful of companies that do things where it's like, it shows the actual behind the scenes of the office. And it's just like, it just adds a lot to the content. 
So these, what the brands are doing is, yes, they send product to the, uh, to the creator. The creator is hired as a, technically as an employee. They're an independent contractor, but eventually the goal is for them to be an employee. And so it comes down to if the brand is completely remote, then the creator is obviously remote and they film wherever they want. If the brand is somewhere in office, then it comes down to how often the brand wants that creator in the office. If I'm strat- doing the strategy, I'm literally like, yo, have this creator in there every day. Let them make a video. They'll come in for an hour. They'll make fucking three videos. They'll bounce. Yep. And they'll go and edit on their own and stuff. Because I think that's just such a great play. But yes, to answer your question, they send the product. The creator goes in. They join the team. They film with the product. They manage themselves. They hand the stuff back. to. The, they show the stuff to the company. Uh, get approvals on it. If I'm strategy on, if I'm overseeing the project doing strategy, then they send the stuff to me as well, especially off the, off the bat. They're sending the stuff to me. I'm going, yo, move this text bubble here, put this song, film it this way next time. And, uh, and then post and they'll do all the posting and stuff. And then the next time they film, same thing, they'll come to me. We'll go through all that stuff. Cool. Here's a quick question off top. Um, I got, I got a lot of quick questions off top, but this one, uh, when a brand uses, like, what are the rules when it comes to, because, like, there's a lot of, like, music that a brand is all of a sudden, like, using in their videos now. Like, is there, are there licensing things that are different for brands than individual creators? Yeah, there is. So, if this is uh, another, like, kind of, like, maybe gray area for brands versus creators on TikTok, I actually think that, I, like, I have all my companies that are still creator profiles, not brand profiles on TikTok. Okay. Because what hap- the difference between the two, creator slash, I think it's called personal now, and the brand profiles on TikTok, the brand one gives you access on the back end to all of your content to run ads with, whereas you can't do that as a creator profile. So you have to link it through as a brand account, as a business account, not brand account, business account. Uh, on the back end, it gives you a little bit more access to like run ads with. It also gives you l- your link in bio a little bit sooner. A couple of those kind of features, it gives you them automatically. And then... It gives you, and those are the things that are the pros of it. The cons of it are you lose access to any sound that is uh, non-commercial. So like any sound that is trending, any song you that can't. is trending, anybody that's, you can't use any of those. You, you There is some that like haven't been flagged yet as like, uh, commer- as like non-commercial and been pulled. So if you get them early enough, yeah, you can use some of those. But like it happens quick. So majority of them get pulled and you can't use them. So I recommend everybody stay a bit a, a creator account. And then the way to do your ads is just to do them a little bit. There's like a little bit of a different way to do them. It's just by doing them as a spark ad rather than doing like a full on campaign. I think when you get to the scale of really wanting to do big campaigns, you do have to switch over to being in a business account. But none of the companies I work with are even needing that right now. So I recommend everybody stay as a creator because you can still use the sounds. You get the link in your bio and all that when you hit like 5 or 10K or whatever the number is. Um, and just like the, the access to being able to jump in on those trends and stuff is impactful. That makes sense. Now, have you had any companies come to you and they say, we don't want to hire someone. We think this guy in-house would be great, or we think the CEO actually would be great on camera. Have you had scenarios like that where you just kind of give them strategy? That's, where, that's how it started. That's, what, okay. that's more of them than me even finding creators okay. because I think that that's even a better – I actually think the, the highest – of all of the strategies is to have your founder and all of the pieces of content and then have a creator that is creating it so that the founder doesn't need to actually create it. But the founder being super involved, the whole yeah. founding team, like, bro, let, let me tell you this. 
if I were to start a company right now, I own a company, but I mean, if I were to start a, <laughs> a, a D to C company that you could buy my products and stuff, yeah. the way I would go about it would be, I would want to be in the content as a founder. I would hire a creator and I would tell all of the other people, my person that does the finances, my person that does the operations, my person that does the marketing, I would tell all of them, guess what? You are in the content. You don't have to like speak or anything, but you are going to, your personality is going to be in this content. If that means that you're going to be frustrated about like you're in the content, we'll put you as the person that's like the frustrated person and like play off on that. <laughs> if that means that you want to be the person in the content that never gets shown, yeah. we'll just show you leaving the room whenever the camera gets pulled out. Yeah. yeah. But like, cause like I want my whole team in this yeah. because the audience finds that relationship with them and they're like, Oh, I love these people. I want to buy their next time they see their product. I want to buy this product. This yeah. is Jim, the dude that hates the camera. This is Sophie, the person that cracks those jokes, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's the best play. I tell every brand that I talk to that, like, hey, who from this meeting that's on the founding team is open to being in the content in any capacity? I'd say majority of them, it's like 10% of the hands go up, maybe one out of four, one out of five. And so I'm like, okay, cool. What about the founder? A lot of the founders are, in, are into it, but just don't have the time. So they're like, I can be in like one video a week. So I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, it, but it, I do think that that's the best, the best case scenario is having the founder in majority of the videos. Are there any brands that you think do that well? With the founder in it? Kind of like with like the, you, you kind of mentioned like the different characters. Kind Poppy. Of ca Poppy does that well? Poppy is the first one that I was, that I really, that was my first like real client. And that was one of the ones that, uh, really just crushed it. Bro, Poppy broke there for anybody that's wondering any businesses that are listening but also creators just so you guys know how beneficial you are to these companies um, when you're running their accounts and just how crazy tiktok can be for them we had poppy post one poppy posted one video where the founder was talking into the camera holding their soda poppy is a little prebiotic soda they're great um, and she was just talking about with the green screen behind her What's up? My name's Allison. I went on Shark Tank. Yes, I was pregnant on the show. This is our can. It's called Poppy. It basically tastes like an orange soda. It's a better for you. We got a deal with, I think, Rohan or one of the people on the show. That video, bro, no effects, like no like crazy editing effects, no like crazy trending sound, just her speaking right into the camera at the green screen. She had never filmed like really any videos before that. That video now has like 15 million views. But even in the day that it had 100,000 views, it broke their sales record. They got more people to buy the product than the day that it aired on Shark Tank from just one single TikTok. And for me, I'm like, these was, this is one of my first clients. I was telling them like, yo, we're going to get you like 2 million views. We're going to get you 100,000 views, whatever. I was never like, I actually think I said to them, you probably won't sell anything. You probably won't sell any drinks. But like a lot of these little kids are going to know your company now. Dude, they, call, my, they called me and they were just like, we are setting our sales record today from this single TikTok that went off. And so for me, I was just like, dude, this is just crazy. Like, this is just like so serious for companies. And that was what made me start the agency. Bro, I, got, I just got the chills. Uh, so that moment, <laughs> did you, that moment where you like, there's something here I need to, I need to figure out my positioning on on this business and 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 uh start bringing this value to more brands was that the moment that like like sort of set it off for you yeah i said um i said oh shit did i give her that idea and then i was like wait i did give her that idea and that idea was actually something that i thought was just like a shot in the dark like 
just let's try and just go really raw, go really underproduced because we were trying to do highly produced shit. We were trying to do, we were filming stuff in Honey House for them, which was the TikTok house I had, which was all pretty highly produced, even though it was iPhone, uh, a lot of editing and stuff into it. So we tried to film some stuff like that for them. And then I was just like, I actually feel like even with Honey House, our super highly produced stuff isn't performing anymore as well as the really underproduced stuff. So when I, when that happened and then she had that success, I was like, oh, I now am completely clear on where this is going, that it is underproduced and that anybody can do it, especially founders that have never filmed anything before in their lives and it be this beneficial to them. It just was like a light bulb moment. I was like, I know my business. I'm going for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that either like have something to sell or they're a creator and the light bulbs are going off for them too. And I think like that's why I like going into these conversations with you because you give that – like you have tangible results of, hey, when you just simplify it, this this thing can work. And if you're consistent with it, this thing can work. I'll give you an example. I was on – yesterday I did a video where I was like – I like – I really thought it was a brilliant idea. I thought the hook was right. I thought the concept was right. I put the right music behind it. I did like I tried the little pop up like text so keep people's attention, and that shit got like excuse my language. It's my own podcast. I usually don't curse though. Um, <laughs> it got like uh, I think it's only two thousand views, right? And then the. I did another one later in the day where I was like, I had this idea. I was like, yo, I just want to speak from the gut. I just like had this thing I want to share and I'm going to test. I'm going to only put text at the top like, and just have it be stationary. And I just like said it with my heart and, and it got like 10,000 more views like, like immediately. And, and, and like, so mm-hmm. it, it's just like, even though it's on a smaller scale, I, I like experimenting like that on TikTok. Okay. Like I'm going to give it this try at this angle. And it, it's clear that there isn't, a direct correlation to the editing or production value for sure. You know what it is? I think that I think, um, people's sensitivity to authenticity is, is now at a higher place than it was before. And I think that TikTok has allowed that to come in and actually be celebrated. So now the more authentic, which typically translates to the amount of time that you put something, put it, time and effort you put into a video, the more like authentic that you are, the more people can kind of feel that. And so it just like, they, that's what I think people are really like engaging with is just like the fact of like, oh, I connect to this. Not as much on Instagram. It was more, it was less of, I connect to this. It was more, I want this. Now it's more, oh, I connect to this. I relate to this. I feel this. This feels like it's impactful to me. And so I think that for a lot of people, the more effort they put in, the farther they get away from themselves and the more they over over prioritize the production. And I think that TikTok is just like, we don't care about that. It doesn't really change anything for us here. Maybe that works on other platforms, but for here, it's not needed. Granted, I do think some people's content that is ni- more nicely done, actually, to me, I enjoy it more than seeing something that is just like super low res. But I think it's it's the it's the cross between... If you're, if you are overproducing something, can people feel that you are trying too hard? If they can't feel that and you're over and you're producing it at a high quality, but it just really comes natural to you. That's fine. It's the people that are trying to produce shit 
that's super overproduced because of the fact that they're insecure about the underproduction and how it'll come off. That's where you get into the trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're trying to be too fancy. No, because I, 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 go, I go back and forth uh, with that question. So I, I got a question for you, and this is kind of a selfish question, uh, and then we'll, we'll come back to your stuff. But um, so my account, we're, we're at like 55000 right? And you know my solid content. It's a little bit more on the, on the, uh, on the more produced end. Um, what would you suggest? Is there if, – if, if my goal is to get to, uh, let's say, 100, 100K in the, you know, the next, um, let's say, 30 to 50 videos, um, what would you have me focus on? Would, you, would I continue to do the produce style content or like just find a way to make I like it your feel more authentic? Style. Like what, what – yeah. Your produce – Yeah, go ahead. This is a good question I lo- and I love diving into this shit with you. Um, I feel like your produced stuff – comes off very authentic to you. I don't think that your stuff comes off as like, oh, this is a dude that came from YouTube and is trying to bring his YouTube shit onto onto TikTok. Yours actually feels highly produced specific to TikTok. So yours has that context in it that it doesn't get lost in that translation. Whereas the people that I'm speaking about that do maybe come from YouTube and their stuff is typically highly produced there. And then they try to just uh, produce the same kind of clip for TikTok and it miss it, it it misses because it's not authentic and contextual to the platform. So for you, what I think, I just think the highest, um, I think the highest uh, thing that I put on a pedestal is output. And so I think yeah. that if you're able to really crank out videos the same way that you do them, then I would be like, keep doing that. But if you feel like you're only able to put out a video a week, or I don't even, I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how often you're posting, but if you're only able to, that gets minimized. And you want to be putting out four or five videos a day or two videos a day or whatever, but you just can't because you're at that production quality that you're holding yourself to. I would be like, tone it down a little bit and just go really hard into the content because the way that you do things, nobody's for you specifically, nobody's looking at your content and being like, I'm following this guy because he's using a DSLR camera or because of his microphone. It's more of like, I like the way this dude thinks. He yeah. gives off good vibes. I like the things he's talking about. He's giving me value. So I think that you could easily get away with doing lower production stuff if you wanted to. It really just comes down to output. If you feel like your output is still there, go hard into that. Okay. But it's just like I always look at volume. Crank up the volume. Yeah, and, you, and you're someone – one, I appreciate that. I appreciate that big time. Like would you say is there anything that you see – like if I were like – you know, just off the street, I wasn't your homie, and I said, like, yo, like, uh, give me a critique on my my hooks. Would you say that there's a, uh, an area where I can improve my hooks? Because sometimes I feel like – because I actually saw someone talking about this. They were like, yo, TikTok's such an interesting platform. Like, And the guy uh, – I don't know where it probably was on TikTok. He, he suggested – he was like, yo, try the same video three different times. He's like, because you don't really know, like, you could be a second off from, like, catching, like, you know, a crazy retention time where people just swipe off. Like, do you recommend, like, kind of testing hooks that way? A hundred percent. And that's why I think that, like, the output is so, is just, like, what I hold to the highest thing. Because in the same, in the same conversation of being, like, underproduced stuff works. And you never know, even if you have this perfect video, if it's going to perform. For me, I'm just like, look, only thing I can control is trying to do videos that I feel are good enough and put them out. Yep. And if I and I and I'm not and I'm not spending money on any of these videos, so anything I put out is free. So there's no it's not like I only have a limit on what I can put out every day. Just so send it. if I put out 7 videos in a, in a day 
and one of those videos really hits, but all six of the other ones flop, it's better than me putting out one video per day and only having one video a week go off because aggregate over the course of the month, all of my views are going to be going up. All of my followers are going to be going up. Like everything's going in the right direction. Yeah, you might look at the grid and be like some of these videos might be going down. But if you go and look back at other people's grids, you can even go look back at mine. But it actually, when some of your videos pop, they populate to the other videos. So if you go back and look at videos that I would have looked at as flopping, a lot of them now are like a little bit higher now. So it doesn't necessarily even look like a lot of them are flopping. You just feel like it in the moment. So I would say yes, 100% output. For hooks, I think that it's, I, you would be surprised as to how many videos I'm saying the exact same thing in them, but I'm just saying it with a little bit of a different vernacular, uh -huh. a little bit more spice at the beginning, a little bit more of a tone down at the beginning, a little bit more like I'm just talking to a homie and just trying different shit because you're trying to appeal to a certain person and maybe one day it doesn't work. And then the other day you say it in a way where you're like, yo, bro. Have you ever thought about making TikToks? You would really crush it. Whereas <laughs> yeah. before, I'm like, you need to be making TikToks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And da -da -da, you yeah, know, yeah. you got to tap into that energy. It to, though, try it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. This is exactly. This is a good conversation. Okay, th this tees up another one. I feel like I might be wrong, but I feel like there was a time on your TikTok where you made this a video three times in a row, and it was the same exact audio but different visuals. And is this true or false? Mm -hmm. Tell me about this that. This is thinking. from a trend. Is that a trend? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Talk to me about that. If I have a, if I have a, uh, so I don't do this, these trend videos anymore, but like one of the reasons why I really started to like my account started to pop off was I started noticing ways to find trends before they became trends. And just so anybody that's listening knows the, the real like simple way to do it. If you're scrolling the for you page without even watching the video, just click the bottom right circle. It's a little sound. Click that. It'll show you the number of videos that are the remain that have been used with that sound. If that number is anywhere between 10,000 and 500,000, click on the first video that you see and scroll for nine videos. And if out of those nine videos, the majority of them have been filmed within the last week, that is a sound that is about to be viral. It hasn't been there yet. So if you use that sound, you can jump into that wave, which could pull you into that kind Ooh. of trend. So it gives you like a little bit of a boost. Yep. And so I started noticing that I started finding these sounds and I was like, oh, I'm catching these sounds, but they're not in the discover page yet. And I'm not getting people hitting me up about them yet. So I'm finding them even earlier. What am I seeing consistency? And that's when I found that number 10 to 500,000 all with it filmed within a week. And so I started making videos. Any one of those sounds that I saw, that I saw, I started cl look, clicking on it, making a do doing, duetting it and saying, this sound is about to be viral. It's not there yet. So you still got some time, but jump in this shit because it might take you a little bit up. And so that was what I was doing was making those videos about the sound, but then I would also jump on some of those sounds myself. And so if I saw a trend that was like uh, something about business or something, I was like, when you walk into your office in the morning and yet I could do it in a different way a couple of yeah. times, I would just be like, I'm going to fucking film this as if I'm an entrepreneur, film it as if I'm a, as if I'm like a creator film yep. it as like, and just film it three different ways and fucking post it and see if any of those work because majority of the people aren't going to your page and clicking through and <laughs> scrolling chronologically. <laughs> it's just the for you page. It's only people that know? are studying it like me. Like, you know, I'll yeah, exactly. look at creators accounts that I like and I like their aesthetic and their style. So you're totally right. And here's the other beauty of it. So, well, here's the reason why I brought that up because 
like in my notes, that was one of the things I jotted down where it's like when something's work, when something works, like the, the immediate thing as a creative person is we want to like, uh, we, we like, we want to jump and go do something else, right? Like we, cause we don't, we want to be too cool, right? But like f- looking at what works on TikTok and if you're really trying to build an audience in a community, I'm like, okay, if I have one video that's doing well, I need to stick in that lane for the next couple, you know, four to five videos and do that mm-hmm. same video, maybe a, like a different tangent on that, reply to that and, tr- and try to double down on what's working in that moment. And I, that was sort of my takeaway from, from that note when I observed that on yours. And then the other thing is when, this is what I noticed, when you have a video that pops off and like new people start coming in, T- your TikTok starts pushing your old stuff to their For You page. And the beautiful thing is there's yeah. no date that shows on the For You page. And so they don't know that you made that three months ago. They just feel like you're popping and you're super consistent right now. So that's why it's so important to have a library. Have you experienced that uh, too? That's why my data, That's why this creator database is still popping right now because that I've probably made eight or nine videos on like, if you want to make TikToks, da-da-da, join – and those videos are still getting shown and I'm seeing people comment on them like, bro, where do I sign up? I made these videos in like last May and it's like now it's still showing up to them and so it's still going. And so, yes, that's one <laughs> of the reasons why I try to make evergreen content yep. where it's like stuff that I actually think is going to be important for the next couple of years at least rather than just like – that's another reason why I stopped doing that trend series. Yeah. I was like this trend that I'm talking about, it's getting me a little bit of traction but it's not what I necessarily want to be known yeah. for because I want my stuff to be lo- like around longevity wise. And so I want to start shifting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and then, so you, your output, let's talk about your output. Um, because that's a big thing. That you, that's the, that's the advice you just gave me here. Now, there's a video you shared recently about your, your, the systems that you built as a creator and you showed your, showed your notion, mm-hmm. um, systems on the screen. Um, it, it, you know, Ju, Ju, I know that, you know, Jules Montgomery, her and I were actually just talking about it and we were like, yo, did you hit like, I, for some reason your notion templates came up and we were like, yeah, we both screenshotted it. <laughs> like, cause I wanted to like, I screenshot it and I wanted to see, she's like, I did the same exact thing. Tell me a little bit about like your systems as a creator around, um, yeah, just like, uh, how you use notion and how they play a major part in your output. Yeah. Um, I was when I was when I was playing hockey and all of that. Even let me even go back. When I was a kid, I was the most unorganized, unanalytical, like just pure creative running, playing like just a mess. And when I started playing hockey, was when I really started getting into. All right, I gotta like I'm either being like super lethargic all day and not getting anything done, or I'm going and running a million miles an hour and also not getting anything done. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to figure this shit out. So I started learning how to be more organized, listening to podcasts, asking people, meeting with people, just like, yo, what do you do to like manage your stuff? So I started to get really organized and planners was like the first thing that I got really into. And so I start, I would take a planner with me everywhere. I would write notes all the time. I would just be like scheduling out my day, all that stuff. And then when I found Notion, which was this last year, I was using things like Airtable. I was using my notes in my iPhone pad, like my iPhone app. And then I found Notion, which is essentially the mix between your iPhone notes and Airtable or, or, or even an easier one for you to understand, iPhone notes and Google Sheets. It's a mix between yeah. the two. So you can do notes, you can do notes, you can do lists, you can do all that shit, but you can also do full-on databases and you can customize them by looking in different ways. 
And so I was like, all right, I'm going to build everything that I do on top of this. And so I started doing that for myself. I basically started writing notes and like lists of like how I want to film things and then marking the status of it of like, this is an idea. Now it's an idea that I've actually written an outline for. Now I've filmed it. Now I've posted it and it's done. And so I would mark those when I'm done with them. And so that's just kind of like progressed and progressed into like what it is now, which is now it's like basically kind of just a full on like command center of like all of my content and like what I do, what I'm going to be filming, when I'm filming it, all that and, stuff. And you built them all yourself? You didn't like have someone design them or create them? I have like a weird, I have like a weird balance between being somewhat of like a normal, like health and wellness, <laughs> normal person. And just like, part of me is just p- pure nerd and coder and yeah, yeah, like yeah. geek. And so I am like, I love, I love tech platforms that help with anything on the business side or productivity or just like new tech that's emerging. And so I, and also, bro, when I was in sixth grade and seventh grade, my entire day was spent building my spaces. That was all I did. (laughs) I legitimately would customize my spaces for people. I would do the back end. I would give them a a floating banner, change their top eight, like do whatever they want, music, all that shit. And notion is so similar to MySpace in the sense that you can customize different things and you can color things and make them look cool. And there's just like a big community around it and stuff. And so when I downloaded notion and I could see the different things that you could do, I was like, bro, this brings me back to MySpace, and I am going to go so hard on this. And, uh, it's something that I'm going really hard on now and I'm going to go really hard onto it over the next probably six months. I'll probably launch a notion company. That's just going to be templates. Cause I'm like real serious. Yo, can I get in on that? Let's partner. Uh, (laughs) Do you use Notion? Are you diving in? Yeah, I'm I'm diving in. That's why I'm talking about it. I love that. I I love Notion. I love that. I I have an idea. I have an idea. I want to do something. Let's think of something creative here. I want to buy our listeners because you're selling them. You're selling the Notion templates, right? I want to buy. I'm just selling the two right now. Yeah, yeah. They're like. They're like what six bucks, three bucks. They're, they're, yeah, 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 six bucks. I want to buy, let's say, a uh, hundred dollars worth of Notion templates for um, people listening to this. So, how much would that be? That would be around uh, uh, quick maths. Um, <laughs> what's the matter? Twenty. Uh, <laughs> let's say I'll buy twenty. I'll buy tw- twenty Notion okay. templates for people that are listening to this podcast. Um, they have to comment on um the the instagram post i'll I'll, or no yeah the instagram post i'll post an instagram uh like clip of this the first clip of this podcast on my instagram you you have to give them a phrase that they have to comment and the first 10 people that or the first 20 people that do that i'll buy them the notion templates for you for them i love that i'm actually i'll actually even up it i'll give them every template that i've created that's gonna be in our like gonna be like what we're calling the either like a creator pack or something like that probably be like 10 templates that have literally taken me over the last year to build that are not out yet. You can't buy them. You can buy the two, but it'll probably be about 10. I'll give them all 10. If they comment on this, what should we have them say? Let's think about this. Uh, Let's have them say this. The boys are hot. (laughs) The boys are hot. Yes. Yes. Let's get it. The boys are hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run it. Comment that. We'll give you the whole, all of it. All right, I'll all right. send you all the of first, it. The first, I said 20 people. The first 20 people to do that. That sounds good. That sounds good. I, want, awesome. I, li- I like kind of hiding these little Easter eggs in it. All right, so let, let's wrap this up, right? Um, let's talk about three influencer vocab. Three things that you've been, you've been talking about this recently. 
Um, what are some things mm-hmm. that people, you know, influence, you know, friends that are creators, they come to you and they're like, yo, I'm talking to this brand. Like, what the heck does this mean? Can we, can we talk about, yep. let's, let's talk about three, three, three words. Three, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. first. First one, first one that I think people need to start really learning about is called whitelisting. And basically it's going to be a massive thing on TikTok. It was already something on Instagram. It's going to be even bigger on TikTok. What it is, if you post a piece of content, I have this athletic greens thing right here. Say you post a video and you have athletic greens in it. And you just naturally are talking about this Athletic Greens product to your, one of your friends. You're like, yo, guys, I've just been using this for my mornings, and I actually really love this stuff. You should check it out. Athletic Greens can approach you and say to you, we want to whitelist this content, meaning we want to get a, a unique code that's like you, that you have. We want to use this code, and we'll put it in our ads manager and put dollars behind it. So like actually pay to promote mm-hmm. this video. And what we'll do with it is we'll pay to promote it. It'll bring you more views. But when people click on the link when it's on their For You page, it'll go to our website, Athletic Greens yep. website. And so creators now, rather than even needing to necessarily post and have like a massive following, because brands are going to be doing this whitelisting so often, you don't even need to be a big follower. You could literally, you just need to be making, this content just needs to be a good piece of content that the brand is like, oh, we really like that. We want to use that. So if you're a smart creator, I even would think that you could make videos with the intention of pitching that to a company and go, if you like one of these things, go make one of them, post it, copy the link, go in Instagram DM, send it to somebody like Athletic Greens and say, yo, I just made this. I love your guys' content. Would love to sell the list, the whitelisting rights for 30 days for you guys to whitelist this as an ad. Bro, that's brilliant. You make the ad before they even ask for it. I told you, I'm, uh, oh, yeah. like this is one of my dream collabs this year is uh, working with Mountain Valley Water. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them essentially Bro. a video, and then I'm going to send it to them and say, "Yo, let, let's cook." <laughs> so the, the way I was, the way I started working with brands was buying buying their product, making videos with it, tagging it as if I was working with them, sending it to them, <laughs> and being like, "Yo, I bought this, Yo. but I love this shit. My audience likes it," and then they're like, "Hey." We would love to send you more. It's a smart way to do it for sure. Yeah, because it, it, it tees it up. Because you know, working with these brands, it's hard to vet the creators that actually have trust with their platform. They're actually making good content. If you give that person that's working at the brand like something that they can then show their boss, it tees it up. Because then yep. the boss cuts the check, probably not the person you're talking to, and it gives them a, a good way to just like, hey, on a platter, ooh, on a platter. <laughs> this is why we got to work with this guy. Look at this content. And it's a clear example. That's that's really smart, bro. It, the, when you were just talking about that, I was just thinking, and if your if your excuse is, I don't I don't have any money to like I don't want to go and invest in all these products that I want to work with. I'm even like buy the product, film your piece of content, return the product, <laughs> send the video to them, get them to send you another one after you've returned it, and then you yeah. can, and then you know and then there you go. So do that with ten different products. One of them you're going to be working with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're on your way. Yeah, we used to call that uh, we used to call that our uh, our bootleg rental company where we would you would like buy a camera <laughs> from like Best Buy and then use the camera and then send it back like for a video shoot and then return it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't recommend that, guys. But uh, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do when you're you know you're building at the beginning. Um, okay, so if if you charge a thousand dollars for like the actual brand deal, how much would you charge for like the whitelisting portion of that? Mm-hmm. What was the number you said? If you Let's say what? I I chose an even number, like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and you're yeah. So if you do a thousand, if your video that you're if your video that you usually post to your audience, you're charging a thousand dollars. Like I think I think fifty percent of what one video would be for thirty days would be a good amount. So like 
you charge a thousand bucks, they want to whitelist it for 30 days, you charge them 500 for 30 days, they want to do 60 or 90, you charge them 500 bucks a month. Beautiful. And then, uh, but like, if you, dude, if you do a good ad and you white and you're whitelisting it and that shit starts to pick up for them, like, bro, there's like a legitimate chance that they're like, hey, we want to keep this stuff running. We'll pay you another month and another month and Yo, another month. Yo, that's smart. I'm, I'm going to start building a strategy around that myself. Uh, because that's actually creators making content for brands without posting them is the most <laughs> underutilized way to make money Wait. on that same thing as us actually saying posting it. If you got if you went and got athletic greens and you came home and you shot four different videos, five different TikToks, all that stuff, didn't even post it. Don't even post it. Just send it to them in DMs. I got all this content with your products. <laughs> Name your price. Legitimately, these brand create this is an easy way for you to make money. It is yo. an easy way for you to make money. If you're good at creating, make make videos yo, of products. Yo, it's a great challenge. I, that's what I say. I, I honestly, when people ask me how to get started um, working with brands, I'd be like, yo, go to Whole Foods, grab your favorite brand, <laughs> like, and just start making content around it. Like, because I taught. I, I, I'm gonna I, make a video about that after. That's a, yeah. It's literally I, like. I used to work with um, a lot of photographers, and they'd be like, yo, how do I make money in photography? Like, I want to work with these brands. Like, literally, there's thousands of them that are trying to get seen right in your favorite grocery store. Go, like, do a photo shoot for them, and and then either way, uh, you'll you'll start to build your network, and then you might get paid. And if not, you at least have a portfolio to show future brands your style. Um, So, quick question. Is your – how much of brand deals is part of your business right now? Is is it primarily yeah. your agency or is, is brand deals just kind of compliment a nice cherry on top? Yeah. Uh, brand deals compliment. The agency is like really crushing right now. And like, dude, the, I, I'll, I'll be completely transparent to say that like before this last year, before 2021, I wasn't making money where I was like, really like this is, this shit is real, real. It was like I'm making enough money as a creator to continue creating and doing my passions and like get by living in Los Angeles, which obviously isn't a tiny, tiny amount. But like there was moments where I was like, yo, this this is shit. Like I'm (laughs) close to going broke right now. (laughs) And then and then with TikTok and then with this agency, um, it's just like it's probably it's just got like really legit. And so now my my the main income is the two companies, the, the agency and the recruiting and then the um, the brand stuff is like the side stuff. Now I'm only doing things that I really enjoy with companies that align with the stuff that I'm already doing. And now I'm starting to make things around more tech and like home office stuff and like things like that that I actually want to do. Before that, it was like health and wellness because I was a hockey player and that was like easy yeah. for me to do. So I'm like really enjoying them, but I'm a little bit more selective with the companies that I work with. It's got to be something that I like really actually think i would use yep yep i did you do an athletic greens brand deal yeah because i like athletic greens i actually think this stuff is great yeah and you know what let me also say i don't take athletic greens every single day but if i feel good i was telling my mom this it's so funny bro this is literally a tiktok wrapped in a nutshell (laughs) my mom had never filmed a video before in her life and when the pandemic started she's a personal trainer she was like, I can't train anybody. All my clients are asking me for workouts. I said, mom, you need to start making videos on Instagram and on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She started a TikTok. Dude, my mom hit 100K last month. You're kidding me. My mom has 100,000. I swear on my life, bro. Oh my, my mom God. has 100,000 followers. Yo. She makes she makes literally at-home workout videos. Did she get She had never worked with a brand before. Did she get an athletic greens? She's, she got an athletic greens deal this last month. I was in, without me involved either. Like my, I, didn't, I didn't hook it up or anything. 
And so, and what, so what, anyways, what I was telling my mom, what I was saying, you guys got to go follow my mom, fit underscore mom of seven. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yo, anyways, dude, dude we're anyways, lo- that's, all, that's new material. This is exciting. Let's go. Yeah. Yo, anyways, so, though, yeah, yeah. what I, what I, well, this is important though. What, what I said to her, because she's like, you know, I like it, but it's not like my favorite product in the world. And I'll say this to any creator that's endorsing anything on their, on their page. The only way that you should endorse it is if you enjoy it or if you genuinely feel like your audience will be- will benefit yeah. from it or enjoy it themselves. Because there's products that I will post, tech products, whatever, something like this, that I don't necessarily use every single day. But I actually genuinely think my audience needs to know about it yep. because it's good for them and it will bring value to them. And so I'm okay with posting it. Yep. I don't post it under the under the notion of saying – I've been using this every single day for five years and it's my saving grace. I post under it saying, I really like it. I think you guys will like it too. So I don't, you don't make any like atrocious claims, but I think if you like something or if you think that your audience will genuinely, genuinely take value from it, I feel like it's fine to post. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, mom, you, you crush that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's, that's amazing. You know what the other thing too is we naturally share our favorite stuff with our friends. You know, you got to see this movie. You got to read this book. Like, like I love to tell my friends about Mountain Valley Water. I'm like, yo, by far the best tasting and the healthiest water out. You got to get this stuff. And like, so if I would say that to my friends, like, you know, <laughs> I have no, you know, it, it, that's a good um, way to 100%. filter and figure out if it's something that you would also share to, to your camera. Yep. All right. 100%. Two more, two more vocabs. Two more, two more. We got whitelisting. Okay. What else are we going to uh, learn This here? next thing, yeah, so whitelisting. So UGC, I just talked about this today, user-generated content. Those are the kind of videos that I was just telling you about where it's you're not posting on your own account. The brand is posting it, but you're creating it. So it's a user, like a user of the product is generating that content, but it's not necessarily being posted on their account. So that's where you go and you make the video with, I keep using this Athletic Greens, you go make the video with the Athletic Greens stuff you send it to them in a the DM and you go, yo, like I just made this video, would love to send it to you guys. Are you interested? You could literally do that for every, you go through your pantry right now and go make videos with every product that's in there. Go in DM, send them the video of you. And it, and it should be more of a testimonial rather than a, uh, rather than like a trend, like do one where you're like, guys, I legitimately love this stuff. Like has anybody else there out there been using this stuff? Like, yep. I absolutely love it. It's been changing my mornings, whatever it is. Make a video like that. Send it into them in, in Instagram DM and say, hey, I've made all these videos. and I've made all these UGC videos that you guys can run and use however you want. I would love to, to pass them off to you guys. I will guarantee you, every company is looking for this. They're paying people to do it. Uh, I would I would love to hand these off to you guys. And I guarantee you that one of those companies will say, huh, cool. Name your price. Then you name it, you know, somewhere around a thousand bucks. And like, you know, you could be doing that for four companies a month and there you're off to races. Dude, you're just dropping business models that people could literally start with this weekend. Like someone could do that and make, have a thousand dollars next week. if they put that in action. And you know, I hope that they do. I hope that they 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 fucking do because I hope that they don't, if you're working at a job that you don't enjoy and you are also creating and you want to be more in the creator world and less in the business world, or whatever business, whatever corporate world that you're in, you want to be more creator. That's a very viable way for you to kind of like bridge that gap between I can still work my thing, 
but I'm going to now yeah. do this creator thing on the side until this becomes big enough for me to be like peace to the corporate stuff. Yeah. And it's like a very viable option to go it, do that. It, it's viable. And like, it, it's not, it's, it's not even, it's, it's, it's very realistic. I, I have a video where I did my five favorite tools um, that I use as a creator. It was like the Speako app. It was what I used the podcast. It was all these things that I actually use. Four out of the five companies reached out to me and said, yo, let's work. Like, we want to know more about what you're doing. The one company offered me a full-time yeah. job. Like, 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 <laughs> I yo, it. Yo, yo, like I literally, it. And, 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 I mean, it wasn't like off the bat, but like, you know, these are just relationships that you're building. And then eventually yep. like back and forth, they learn more about you and they start that they want to think of like, oh, they want to hire people that love their stuff. They want to work with people that are actually using their thing. So if it, it, it's not just viable, it's re very realistic that you will be able to build relationships. Uh, and then also if you do do this and you're making content, uh, I would love for you to tag me at bonus footage if like you post some of this and you want some feedback on it. I would love to kind of chime in and, and like you know say whether or not love you that. know uh, what what a brand is looking for and uh, and how it can be improved. All right, let's do one more one more influencer vocab. Okay, one more influencer vocab that I think is important uh, right off the bat. I would say uh, digital usage rights is another one that I was like really excited to talk about because this is something that I people that I think a lot of influencers are kind of getting screwed with because it's in a contract. It contracts are not easy for people to read, especially if they don't have a background in that. Yep. And when you work with a company for the first time, they send over a contract. You're like, eh, what do these terms mean? Da, 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 this and that. And like, I don't know what this stuff is. And yep. Do I go get a lawyer? But then I gotta pay the lawyer. And the, and so maybe the, I send it, it to a friend. I, you know, yeah, yeah, send it to a homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks good, bro. It looks good. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, just yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're good, bro. Just do it. Yeah. And so what they, what sometimes they'll try to slip in is a, a term of digital usage rights. So they could either say uh, company owns digital usage rights in perpetuity, which means that the company that you're working with owns the content that forever. you make and can use it however they want forever. Yeah. The second thing is if it's not in perpetuity, it'll have some sort of a timeline where it's like company owns digital usage rights for 30 or 60 days. And it might even show like across all platforms or across billboard and TV or whatever it says, but it'll have a little bit of a term. And then the third one will say, it could say like company doesn't company does not own, or it will say client owns or agency owns all digital usage rights and perpetuity. So it'll meet basically meaning that you own it and they don't own it at all. Cool. That's the That's best case want. scenario. That's what you want. You want to own it. Cause what ends up happening is say you make this video, we keep going back to this athletic Greens. Say you make this video with athletic greens, you send them that UGC or they even hit you up to be an influencer. You post something and in the, in the contract, it was digital usage rights for perpetuity in perpetuity. You sent them that video. They paid you a thousand bucks. You felt good with that thousand bucks. Now it's four years later. You see that video of you still being coming across people's Instagrams and people texting you it saying, yo, I'm still seeing your ad. Now you know that they've probably made a million dollars off of this ad that you, <laughs> yeah, you created. You only got a thousand. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, it's a hard thing where you're like, Hey, you know, you can use my, my video for, for three months or six months but it's going to be a little bit of an upcharge. It'll be an extra like 500 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever you feel good with. And then after that six months, you're not running it anymore. I don't want to see my video that I made in 2004 out yeah. there in 2021. Bro, you know? bro, so, yeah. I, I literally just did a, a commercial with a, a, a pajama company. They reached out to me and, um, 
and it, it, it's a, I didn't like they just emailed me one day and was like, "Yo, will you do a commercial for us?" And I was like, "Yeah, if you if you pay me this amount." And they were like, "Totally." And uh, they were like, "Just film it on your iPhone." Like it was like a very simple process. Uh, and I was like, "Yo, no one's ever gonna see it. I don't really care. I'll be stupid as heck." And like, dude, I've been getting friends screenshotting this thing Bro, left and right. I hear and, you. And I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have put more energy because i'm kind of like insecure about it like it's not something that i would have posted myself <laughs> dude i used to get like i'm getting Bro, homies i yeah, hear yeah. you a hundred percent i did the same thing for a skincare company and i and i didn't even i didn't even look at the usage rights and i was just like all right cool let's do it and they were like make us a video so i made a video Bro, I get that thing sent to me like once a month. They're still crushing it. JT Barnett uses our skincare. Da 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 da. And I'm just like, it's been like five years since I posted, That's since crazy. I filmed that and sent that to you. And so yeah, you got to be kind of careful with all those different terms. Hey, you know what I'm thinking too? Um, while, while we're on that subject, if you are a creator that wants to create these little shorts for brands that they can use for ads, a great resource. I, th- I think you've talked about it before. Is a uh, Facebook ad library where you can go and see all of the Instagram ads that these companies are running. Like, so you can see the short form video content, what's working for them. So type in, I could, I should type in mountain Valley water and see what their content is looking like and start kind of creating stuff that, that would match that branding and style. That's a great point. That's a, like a, that's an incredible point that uh, gives you some sort of inspo. Um, I'm going to add to that. If you're on TikTok and you're not on Instagram and you're wondering how you can see those kind of things on TikTok. I would look up uh, branded hashtags. Like I would look up like Athletic Greens or whatever it is, Dell or whatever your company is that you're looking for and see in the, in the search term when you type hashtag Dell, like what things come up for them. Some of them might have like Dell partner, Dell sponsorship, Dell whatever. Click that and just scroll through those videos because all of those videos are people that they've already paid to do those videos. Yep. So go through those and see which ones work, and then just go emulate it after after that. Dude, brilliant! I'm doing that too. Let's get it. <laughs> I love that. Yo, <laughs> I love um, that. That's man, thank you for being on the show and running this back. Where if someone is a business, if someone is a creator, and they saying, "Hey, I want, I want to work, I want to work with with JT," where are we going? Yeah. So if you're a creator that wants to create the content for brands, my, it's called creator X and it, the site is the, the whole thing is just creatorx.fun. creatorx.fun. That's the site. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's where you sign up. That's where you can see the brands that were, and you can even see it on that site brands that we've already done it for and are doing it for, uh, in this moment. And so you basically go and apply through those that comes to us. We look at all the profiles. We look through everybody that's applicable we hand them off to the company. The company actually picks who the creator that they want to work with is. Um, that's I would love for anybody that's thinking about that that really has an interest in working with a company and being their creator. Like I would love for you to go and check that out and hit me up there. Beautiful, my man. I appreciate you so much. I uh, excited to, con- to continue to follow along and see your creator journey. And uh, thank you, bro. Have, have an inspired, inspired. I got day. one more thing. Okay, yeah, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Let's you get know, it. Look at this. You'll be pumped about this. This is the start, bro. Look at this. This is the Sony. This is, I got a new Sony camera because the next thing that I'm going hard into is YouTube. And I'm trying to go longer form Ooh. when I actually have the time. And uh, I'm truly trying to dedicate to it. So I just got this camera. What camera is that? And I'm, this is a Sony A6600. I'm trying not to go top tier 
because I'm trying to earn it and I don't feel like I've earned it yet. Yep. So I went with something that my buddy was like, just this is this is all you need, I promise. Yep. So I went with something that is all I need. And when I feel like the same way with my office, the same way with my my phone and all the content gear that I have now, I'm like, I, I start with the minimum. And when I feel like I really need it and have earned it, then I like work my way up to the stuff that I like really feel like I need. You notch it up one level at a time until you have the whole the whole suite and you're just cooking. Bro, I'm excited for the YouTube channel. What is the content theme going to be? Is it going to be similar stuff on TikTok? Same. Cool. Yeah, similar to stuff on TikTok. It might be a little bit more tutorial based where it's like you can see my screen. I'm going into like breaking down trends or breaking down why content works or break or or notion and showing you like how to build your own notion i just want to like really teach creators how to build the same way that you do i want to teach creators how to build businesses around themselves so that they can quit that corporate shit and go and do that creative stuff that they want to do full time or if they love that corporate shit they keep doing it but like do this creative stuff but as a, a supplemental income because it's just you can do it it's legitimately a real opportunity now and so I want to uh, I want to help them be able to to crush that. Well, you're doing it, and uh, it's inspiring <laughs> to see. Honestly, man, like I think when, when we talked the first podcast, you were at like a hundred thousand. Now you're at two hundred thousand. But it's not even about the follower amount. It's it's about the actual impact. Uh, it's about like the actual connection that you're making. And like you know, I'm someone that gets a lot of inspiration about from what you're doing. And then uh, you know, I know you know your name's always coming up with people like, yo, did you hear this? Did you see this thing? You're actively doing it. And that's the best way to teach. So uh, we appreciate you. And uh, let's continue to Thank keep you, this bro. conversation going. I appreciate it so much, man. I have a ton of fun always talking with you and I'm a massive fan of yours as well. So thank you for having me on again. I can't wait for round three. 